Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush this week. First off, Happy New Year to one and all. We brought in 2021 with a little less fanfare than normal, even in New York City, where there are a lot of weird things about this year's Dick Clark New Year's Rock and Eve celebration in New York's Times Square. Is it just me or the whole show just isn't the same anymore? I think we need to just show the old ones with the late, great Dick Clark uh, counting it down. I mean, his family owns the rights anyway. Can't we digitize it and just make it where he can just count down? I know Ryan Seacrest was groomed for this, but it just doesn't work in my opinion. I'm not a huge fan, and it's just there's a lot of weird stuff on it, uh, including most of it was the fact that there were only 100 or so people in the streets compared to the million that we usually see. And then, of course, we got to see Cindy Lauper, which a lot of people didn't like the performances by Cindy Lauper. And there was other things, including Jennifer Lopez and her family, her twins, Max and Emmy, her mom, Guadalupe Rodriguez, her fiance, of course, A-Rod was there. The, his daughters, Natasha and Ella, joined on stage uh, following her performance to the ball drop. And of course, she was wonderful, according to A-Rod. As, you know, and they shared that kiss at the end. I could have done without that. I mean, it's just, you know, between the two of them, let them. It, it, it's almost seemed a little forced, but, you know, good for them. And I'm, I'm glad to see they're happy with this whole thing. But as we digress from that and we continue to wish people Happy New Year, I had a question. What exactly is the protocol for how long we continue to wish Happy New Year? I just wondered, because if you wait until after you know, or the first time you talk to that person, that may be okay, but what if you don't talk to that person until January 17th? Is that too late? I think we you know, probably should have like the first 10 days maybe because after that it's probably past its expiration date. But I guess everyone has their own way to do it, so you be you and do what you feel is necessary. And if you feel like a Groundhog Day, you still want to say Happy New Year, I guess you can. The other item is the New Year, New Me. Um, I just really don't think you need the new you you, the old you was fine. You know, if you still want to be the same grump ass, you can certainly do that. Um, that is fine. And 2021, I, you know, you, you've seen where people are going to be posting. 2021 is going to be my year. I would take a step back because look what happened in 2020. So pump the brakes a little bit on that. With that in mind, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. He's a singer-songwriter from Nashville, longtime radio veteran friend of mine, Dave Lanahan. Dave um, you know, it is a pleasure for you to be here. Hey, thank you for, for having me, Len. Um, I really appreciate it. Feel honored. Well, awesome. You know, we don't have to get that, that sentimental. I don't want to shed any tears here uh, on the, on the, uh, on the podcast, but what are your thoughts of the whole happy new year? I, I always wondered this, like yeah. t today, obviously happy new year to you and your family. And I'm, you know, 2021 is here. Let's get excited that we put 2020 in the, in the, in the breaks, but, but again, Mad Max was, uh, took place in uh, 2020. So we have to worry a little bit about 2021 is as well. Fact? I, I didn't realize that Mad Max was 2020. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah ex <laughs> Pretty appropriate. It, 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 exactly. So we got to be careful, right? We got to yeah. be careful, but what, uh, what is your feelings of the whole happy new year thing? Yeah. You know, there, there should be a time, uh, limit on that. It's, you know, um, I never really thought about it, but yeah, I mean, 
it's crazy to be saying, hey, Happy New Year on January 17th, you know, when it's well past its expiration date. I agree with you. Yeah. And and what happens with me yeah. is in, at a work level, right? You, you, you talk to a client for the first time on January 17th. I always kind of preface it like, hey, Happy New Year. I know it's a little late, but... You know, I haven't talked to you. So you could probably preface it, right? We could probably add. Now, I've always, I have done where I cannot stand the caveat. I hate when somebody says, Merry Christmas to those who celebrate or adding that extra to those who celebrate. So I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself by adding the caveat after the New Year's wish. But at the same token, you got to explain yourself where, hey, you know, you've got... uh, we're 17 days in and I'm wishing you happy new year. Right. I think, and, the, and it's stupid the things I worry about. Right. That's what it comes down yeah. to. Maybe it would be better at that point to just say, Hey, how are your holidays? Yeah. You know, that, that is, that is terrific. You know, I, I think you're right. So we will, we'll change that a little bit. We can, we can always put it right on. Yeah. But along those lines, uh, Len, like I was watching the football game last night, Ohio state. Yay. Bucks. Yeah. Um, I think there should be a a limit on how long we have to watch these Christmas commercials. Doesn't that drive you crazy? Yes. I mean, when the election's over, all the po- political ads are done. Why can't we be done <laughs> with the Christmas commercials? I'm tired of seeing them. Plus Hallmark. <laughs> yeah, plus Hallmark movies need to stop showing. Oh, yeah. it's annoying. <laughs> it really. Um, well, it's it funny because I, a friend of mine had posted something about that, about the Christmas movies, too. And saying how mm-hmm. it was, uh, you know, after Christmas and they're still showing these movies. I said, well, they're really just getting ready for next year. Um, just, <laughs> right. Leaving the tree up all year long or have what's that, uh, you know, the you, 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 Jeff Foxworthy saying, you know, you leave the Christmas lights up all year or has a Gre- yeah. Gretchen. Uh, what's the uh, what's the song now? I can't even think of it. Uh, Redneck Woman. Yeah. Isn't that did she say about leaving the Christmas lights up all year round? You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> eventually it's like the broken clock theory. Right. You, can, yeah. you, you leave it up long enough and it'll it'll finally get <laughs> it'll finally get that way. I do have um, I do have some sad news. And I don't know if you are uh, were a person who I'm sure you watched Gilligan's Island. Right. Were you oh, yeah. were you a Marianne or a ginger uh, person? Absolutely. Marianne. Absolutely yeah, me so. too. Uh, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, Don Wells uh, passed away uh, this yeah. week. We so, lost a great one. She was 82 years old and unfortunately she died of covid. Mm-hmm. Um, in Los Angeles. And um, other than Tina Louise, Wells was the last surviving regular. So now Ginger is the only one left of that. Isn't that sad that that's the way it is? What's interesting? Yeah. What's interesting is uh, Don. There were a lot of censors on on uh, that back then. You remember uh, we're, we're a little older. I, I mean, I remember uh, watching it. I was uh, in the 70s. So the show had already been off the air when I started watching it. But Mm-hmm. Um, there were a lot of censors in that. And that and I Dream a Genie, they couldn't show the midriff or the belly button. Remember that? Well, Dawn Wells yeah. yeah, said that they were really strict. She said they had to make sure that Ginger wasn't showing too much cleavage and that she wasn't showing too much belly button. So some of the problems with the producer's decision, uh, Wells was 26 at the time, so she decided to have, uh, they decided to have her tie up the shirt so that, uh, you know, they, they couldn't see the belly button, so the shorts were pulling over that. So that's why that was. So they, it's kind of interesting. Now they've just gone full circle. They don't care anymore. You can do anything yeah, you yeah. want. It, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> that. So, well, I, I you know, like I said, it's just the problem with getting old is that you see everybody start dying. That's what it comes down to, uh, which yeah. which never is good, but it's, it's unfortunately part of life, and uh, we will miss 
uh, Don Wells mm. and Marianne and, and the whole Gilligan's Island. Everybody probably can sing the Gilligan's Island theme song, do you think? I'm sure. It's it, yeah. It's amazing how um, music, I always think, affects people um, in so many different ways. You could remember where you were. Uh, music will take you back to that moment always, with, which is kind of interesting. I always thought they should teach kids in music rather than like to learn things in, in a song because I think they would remember it better because yeah. they that do that. Now I know my ABCs. Yeah. yeah. It, well, exactly. So, there, there's, um, I think um, my kids, when they were younger, they did like the 50 nifty States. They did it that way. There was a song oh. that was it. And I, I don't know if you remember, uh, but I, I did, we did the planets. It wasn't as a, as a song, but it was, you know, you came up with an acronym, which I always hate acronyms, right. but it was my very educated mother just served us nine pickles is how I learned it. Now she doesn't serve pickles anymore. No, because Pluto, <laughs> Pluto's gone. <laughs> yeah. But, but 2020 was such a, um, a tough year. We lost the great Eddie Van Halen as well. Oh. Uh, and, and just, you know, yeah. you know how great Eddie was, but uh, Sammy Hagar was quoted um, last week, he said he was grateful he had the opportunity to speak to Eddie Van Halen one last time before the guitarist passed away uh, earlier uh, mm -hmm. this year. He said, um, you know, it was something he regretted. He said the distance between him and Van Halen was something he regretted, and he's glad the two of them were able to finally find some closure and got to speak before uh, Eddie passed right. away. But that's such a sad thing. I mean, I don't know if you're seeing Wolfie mm -hmm. is out, you know, doing some some stuff for his father, which... Um, Very you know, good. Yeah, he's quite the talent. So, so question for you, was it uh, mm -hmm. Van Halen or Van Hagar? What was your, I mean, I always, I like Sammy Hagar a lot. I think he was, he oh, added he, a lot to the group. Oh, he really did. In fact, that was one of my favorite um, albums was the, was Oh, You Ate One Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I loved them both. Um, they definitely changed the game when they came out that first, that first record um, with, with eruption and everything. They uh, they changed the game, and he really was an innovator on the on the instrument. Really was. Yeah, it was, so. and it's just a sad thing. Like I said, we lose Don Wells, we lose Eddie Van Halen. Twenty twenty, uh, hopefully twenty twenty one will be uh, will be a lot better. Uh, we actually, you know, in talking about it, Alex Trebek was another one that we mm -hmm. lost in, in twenty. And um, the the set of five episodes are going to air this week. Uh, the last five oh. that were in, that were taped in late October before they uh, they get back. So uh, that's going to be, as Trebek died on November the 8th, the first episode in this week's content will feature a message about the importance of the holiday season, a gift, uh, you know, the last episode airing January 8th, including a tribute to the show. So uh, that'll be on this week. So we'll, we'll miss that in terms of Alex being, and then they're going to have Ken Jennings is going to come out and, and he's going to host um, January 11th, and there was some controversy. I don't know if you saw this, but mm -mm. Alex, um, you know, Ken Jennings apparently had tweeted or had some issues. He had to issue an apology, and um, he he tweeted some unartful and insensitive things he wrote in his first five tweets. He said sometimes they worked as jokes in his head, uh, but his apology comes in the wake of recent criticism of Overs Old, this is what I don't like. If you post something like 10 years ago, it, it comes yeah. up. It's just so it's like it's today. No, he didn't say this today. Sometimes you're you think about different things. And um, so you have to apologize. And it's just a, a whole big thing. But um, the old social media appeared to make jokes at the expense of people with disabilities. Um, he made a comment, something mm -hmm. to the effect of 
nothing, um, nothing sadder. This is 2014. Nothing sadder than a hot person in a wheelchair. And again, he apologized for that, took it back. And Yvette Nicole Brown, who was he's uh, an actress, been around for a long time, and she she criticized him on that. But uh, hopefully they can get out through that and Jeopardy uh, will continue. I don't know what your thoughts are with who who would host after Ken Jennings, but if you have any thoughts on that. I thought maybe Lynn Harvey would be a good oh, host. Oh, you're such a good <laughs> See, this is why I have you on. Your check is in the mail, Dave. I appreciate that. Kind comments. And, you know, what's great is you moved on from Cincinnati. You're in Nashville now. And yes. you've been uh, thriving as a, you know, you're singing, you're doing everything. You're on the radio. This is, you know, I'm just enjoying and I got to watch a couple of things you did on um, on Facebook. You uh, posted a couple. That's what's great about social media now. There is some good with oh, yeah. it that you can actually do. Why don't you tell everybody what you're doing and how you can listen to your music? And your new song. Well, yeah, you know, basically I'm, I'm, I'm writing songs and, and doing what I love, but I do, I still do a little radio uh, show called Nashville Connection. And um, I'm a tour guide at Ryman Auditorium on furlough since uh, the COVID uh, thing, but I always had a, a, a love for uh, country music and the history of it. So, uh, and the Ryman is just steeped in that history and that tradition. So, um, and still walking into that place you get a little chill and you can just feel um, the greatness in that room. So to get a chance to work there has been absolutely incredible. So this radio show kind of evolved out of there. I have a friend who owns a station up in Cleveland, Ohio. And he said, well, why don't you, why don't we get our morning guy to call you in? You can give a report every week. <laughs> so we started doing that and it was fun. And then as a tour guide, one day I ran into a general manager of another station near St. Louis. And he said, Hey, why don't you do it on my station? So I do it on a couple of stations. And it's fun. It keeps me kind of involved. And uh, I, I produce a little video of the shows every week and, and post them up there. So um, it's been a blast. It really has. So and then, of course, the songwriting, you know, you got to put in the work. We uh, we write almost every single day. And a lot of the great songs here in Nashville, people don't realize is, uh, first of all, uh, songs are co-written today. Very few songs are written by one person. So you get two or three people in a room or and today I've been doing a lot of Zoom writing and, and writing on Facebook Live uh, and just, you know, hashing out ideas and putting a, a coherent story together. And it's just quite a challenge. I, I really dig it and, um, uh, and enjoying it. And then uh, we get out and play as much as we possibly can. It's hard to hear during the COVID um, year, but um, uh, get out there and play the songs that we've written. And, and that's always fun. You know, nothing like live music. And we can't wait until that comes mm -hmm. back. Um, oh, I miss it. We still, I still have tickets from last year to use for the, if they ever mm. come back for this year for the concerts that I purchased. Mm. And yeah. uh, so speaking of concerts, you know, you and I worked together at mm -hmm. uh, 96.5 in uh, Cincinnati. We, uh, I did your yeah. traffic. I was your afternoon traffic anchor. And my apologies, mm -hmm. you know, that you had to go through that. But no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me stop you right there because prior to you joining the show, you know who had to do the traffic? You me. did. Oh, wow. <laughs> Horrible. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is anything's better than that, right? <laughs> I did not know traffic, and it was just, oh, it was horrible. It was a nightmare. But you came along, and you brightened the show, and it was great, you well, know? I appreciate that. I actually yeah. did. It was funny because everybody thinks you're in the studio. I, we were together in the studio, and I was. I had an office on uh, Plum Street um, in Cincinnati mm -hmm. overlooking Paul Brown Stadium, and I had a microphone mm -hmm. in my office, and that's how I did the show. Even back, yeah. this is kind of, you know, it's funny with all the technology that now everybody's using with Zoom. We had that back in, uh, you know, in early, uh, 
2000. Yeah, doing it, yeah. right? It was uh, it was amazing with, yeah. with the traffic. But it was great. You worked afternoon drive uh, on the station mm-hmm. and uh, did that for how long? You were you were around for, uh, what, the mid-2000s? or? Yeah, it was fun. I really enjoyed it. One of the highlights, uh, I think, uh, it was, that was fun times. Yeah, I, We did really well. You know, I think back of that and I go, uh, here we are in Cincinnati. And uh, I grew up in Cleveland. You grew up in New York. Yep. And um, neither of us were Bengals fans. <laughs> no. <laughs> were Steelers. Yes. Oh, but we made it work. <laughs> absolutely. Like, you know, you just – I try to keep certain things together. Like, you don't kind of go over yeah. one way. That's the way I am. I mean, I'm, I've been a Steeler fan since I was a kid. And what's kind of funny yeah. is everybody always, always asks me that. Why are you a Steeler mm-hmm. fan? Because you grew up I in New York and New Jersey. That. But – you know, when you grow up in the 70s in New York and New Jersey, the Giants and the Jets were awful. And your my friends were all different fans. Like, I have a, a good friend who was a Cowboy fan. And then I had another friend who was a Dolphin fan and another friend that was a Bronco fan. And, you know, that back then mm. in the 70s, that's who was kind of good. And so oh, yeah. I wound up, you know, picking the Steelers. And um, it's funny, you know, you don't want to talk about gambling, but – I remember even in 1978 betting on football, the Cowboys and the Broncos. Like you just just do like a, a you know a quarter or something like that. But you know, growing up betting on the games and football, it was always a lot of fun. But yeah, keep being a Steeler fan. Moving to Cincinnati was not um, my <laughs> finest moment because you know they they do not like they they do not yeah. like the Steeler fans in Cincinnati. Ooh, it's <laughs> it's, it's brutal. But I always like to say you know I never really considered the Bengals much of a rivalry. Because they never no. really won, so it's like that's you know. Of, of course, that didn't yeah. sit very well with the Bengal fans in Cincinnati. And when the Browns moved to Baltimore, I thought, well, this is the time. I've been living in Cincinnati a while. I think it's time to become a Bengals fan. And I really tried, but they were so <laughs> oh. bad. They were horrible. It's yeah, terrible. Exactly. So, you know, it's like one of those things where if you put out a if you put out a restaurant that only thirty percent was good. Would you ever yeah. stay in business? You know, think about that. With all the Yelp now, you you know, reviews. Oh. I, I can't stand the reviews. Yeah. Restaurants don't stay in business, and and for obvious reasons. Now we've had the COVID stuff, but it was um, the Bengals. You know, they were winning thirty percent of the games. Then they had a good run, and with Marvin Lewis, and and now they're 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 getting on a, <laughs> a positive thing, I guess, for next year. We'll see him. We'll see how that yeah. goes. Now, this is Absolutely. kind of a, a, a funny story, Dave. I, mm-hmm. Getting in, you know, continuing with the music theme. So this is kind of interesting how people are just crazy, I think, is what it comes down to. But this is what you don't want to ever mix alcohol with, you know, boredom <laughs> and all this stuff. But apparently somebody, um, while watching uh, Celine Dion at home. Now, mm. again, Celine Dion, I, you know, she... I guess she's still relevant, but I haven't really, you know, she hasn't been around much. But apparently there was um, between a bottle of champagne, watching Celine Dion, a 30-year-old Dion stan in the United Kingdom. And I do have some listeners in the United Kingdom, by the way. So we'll hopefully we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. But he legally changed his name to Celine Dion. The newly <laughs> minted Dion, born Thomas Dodd, watched the Canadian singer's TV holiday concert to stay entertained on Christmas Eve over the holidays, England intensified its lockdown measures. So she, according to him, he, she was my go-to person. I listened um, when I needed cheering up. And uh, sometime during the evening, Dodd was so moved by Dion's performance that he got on his computer, paid 89 pounds to change his name. But by the morning, he had absolutely no memory of this taking place. 
Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, according to uh, this, Dion says that he has no plans to switch back to his birth name as long as having the same name as one of the most famous singers in the world doesn't make it too difficult to live. As it stands, he says he's keeping it. So these are the decisions. You know, I always say, Dave, you know, n- you know nothing good happens after midnight. Um, this is one of those things. You're drinking and, you know, alcohol involved. It's, it's, it's kind of like the home shopping network used to be after midnight, right? You would purchase. Now it's Amazon. Absolutely. Right. Imagine going by you. Would you, would you ever change who, if you had to change your name to someone who would it be mm-hmm. like, that would be, it would, I, I wouldn't be Celine Dion, obviously. Wouldn't be <laughs> definitely not for me. Nothing It'd against. <laughs> nothing against Celine Dion, but uh, you know, no. I, I, I wouldn't want to change my name, but I can't believe that somebody was that drunk that you would do that. Yeah. Uh, I can believe it. Well, well in this crazy. day and age, when you can't go anywhere, uh, I think the alcohol, you know, I always like, like, you know, talk about that, that alcohol has been um, consistent. It's been the one constant, right? Liquor stores have been booming through this, yeah. through this whole process. Yeah. And I don't know if you, if you had the same thing in, in, um, in Tennessee, but mm-hmm. in Ohio and Kentucky, they had curfews. So you couldn't go out on New Year's Eve. They can only do, yeah. you know, 11 o'clock. So people were, you know, drinking at home, but the restaurants on New Year's Eve before 10 o'clock were packed. Because everybody mm-hmm. had the same idea. They wanted to eat dinner and then go do it. Did you do anything special for New Year's? Uh, we binge watched uh, Schitt's Creek. <laughs> oh, I, I heard that's fantastic. I have not it, got to that yet. I'm a little oh, slow. Yeah. And they're short episodes. So it's just, you just, you click through them and it just, it's so addictive. It's so well done. Good. Highly well, recommend well, I just yeah. binged a, le- a ten and a half season. Well, ten seasons plus the start of the eleventh season of Blue Bloods, and I oh, did that in a couple of months. Um, I was so you know what's interesting is uh, CBS app. If you do the first one, which is I think five ninety nine, you you get commercials, and they say limited amount of commercials. But by the second season of watching it with the commercials, I I couldn't take it anymore because those commercials mm-hmm. were were. First of all, they were going through my head, the, the iPhone 12 Moto commercial. Like, I couldn't take it anymore. So I went yeah. ahead and paid the extra money to get the CBS with no commercials, and I just raced I through it. They were like 40 minutes a clip, and uh, mm. I just binge watched 11 C. So I got to take a break a little bit. There's also Cobra Kai out now for the. Oh, yeah. Uh, I plan on yeah, they too. Ju- they just released season mm. three. Uh, I'm a little behind. I still have to watch season two. Uh, do you like that? Mm-hmm. Do you hold Karate Kid? Were you, um, Mister Miyagi? Wax on, wax off. Yeah, it, it was. It's very well done. So, and they left you hanging at the end of uh, season two. So, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing season three. Find out what's happening. So, yeah, that's out out there now. Yeah, uh, I tell you, you like you like those cop dramas. Yeah, I do. On uh, on Amazon Prime, there's one called Bosch. Bosch. Oh my God, one of the best I've ever. I think there's six seasons of that, right? Patty's here, my wife. Yeah. And we just love that one. Ugh, great, great, great. That one in Longmire is another one. Okay. Well, yeah. what's funny so, is uh, one of my guests, uh, Gordon Deal, uh, back uh, a few months ago, had suggested Blue Bloods. And mm, so now what's interesting it. is what we're going to do is we're going to try to get together. Now that I'm all caught up, we're going to try Friday night Zoom glass of wine with the wives and, and watch blue bloods, the new episode. So we're going to do that. So 
Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's kind of like the a book club, but really a fun book club. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, I saw a commercial the other day um, where kids can like watch cartoons with their grandparents now. There's some app to do that. Wow. And so, and I thought, well, that's that's kind of interesting. So, kind of cool. No, yeah. why not? Why not? Well, I'll I'll get the information for those shows, and we'll. We'll try to, uh, you know, you can only watch so many things. There's, you know, TV mm-hmm. is one of those things. But like I said, I, I finished Blue Butts, so there's a little bit of time. I got I to gotta go watch uh, Cobra Kai, get caught up on that as well. But Me that's too. only three seasons. I, I'm like a, episodes a few behind on season two, so we need to watch mm-hmm. that. And uh, But it's, it's just, it, it's <laughs> cool. so great. Uh, you know, Dave, what's the name of your new song that you wrote? Because I, I did watch a little bit of it. I know you were talking about it, but uh, you did co- you co-write the new song, and and I, I was one I did watch. So, what's the name of your new song? That you uh, well, I'm trying to think. Which I, I, I just I just have so many. It was probably um, a night, uh, recent night at the Commodore, and we did a song called "How Love Goes." Yeah, maybe. Okay, that was probably it. Yeah. Um, written with two great co-writers, Zach Kennard and a guy named uh, Greg Wilson, who's really one of my favorite. He's an artist as well. He's just a great singer. He's got that uh, kind of that. Vince Gill kind of feel, and uh, I love writing songs with him. So that's probably the one you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good stuff, and I got to see it. What I'll try to do is uh, link to that uh, video on on okay. my uh, Lens Burning Bush um, <laughs> podcast page. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, we're gonna yeah. try to do that. You know, because just you know, again, I've been doing this now. This is the uh, first episode of season two, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess you have to give it a season now. That's kind of the new the new way of things, right? Is that what we do? Yeah, the calendar changes and you got to move to a season. But what's funny is a lot of these seasons are not really calendar seasons now. If you notice, they no. say, you know, 17th year of uh, or 17th season, rather, of right. uh, a lot of these shows. And, and it's really because they do two a year or they they they, they, they kind of do so like I'm, a. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, how many times is Dancing with the Stars on a year? There was, yeah. I think there's two, three every year. It's like, didn't that just end? Well, <laughs> they're bringing back, I don't know if you saw, I've, I've been asking for this for years. I wanted uh, to actually do it, um, to come back with it. But the, uh, the you know, Name That Tune is coming back. Yes, I Did saw you see that. that? that was, I used to love that. I can name that tune in one note or two notes. Um, note. Tom Kennedy hosted, but if you remember... Again, I'm going to date myself on this, and this is something I'm just – this is fluid in my mind, so I, I don't remember everything. But I remember Kathy Lee – she wasn't Kathy Lee Gifford at the time, but Kathy just Lee – Gif- yeah, she was just Kathy Lee. She was the singer. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, on, wow. If you watch the old Name That Tunes, I don't know if uh, Buzzer no. or any of these other ones have the old Name That Tune, uh, but there's Buzzer, Game Show Network, those type of uh, – but wow. yeah, that I used to love the, the name that tune uh, because I, I just they they're coming out with these. I mean, you got the mass singer now. There's the yeah. mass. Uh, I don't know what they're they're doing. Yeah. Uh, just I, I, I then I couldn't. I just don't get it. No, I don't. <laughs> I, I was don't. like, what? You know, but you know, and here's a sign of getting old too. It's like uh, if you go back to uh, Dancing with the Stars, I could never tell who the star was and who the. Because I, I didn't know any of the stars. Why is that person a star? Well, that again? <laughs> New, New Year's Eve, I I was I turned on uh, Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve for a minute, and mm-hmm. 
I, I saw the scroll bar who was coming up next. And Dave, I swear to God, I did not know any of the people that were coming up next. No. <laughs> I'm like, I remember, I remember a few years ago, they, they, they happened to do, I was watching the Grammys or something and coming up next. It's the weekend. I'm like, who, <laughs> who the weekend? <laughs> I, I thought it was a lover boy song. You know, everybody's working for the weekend. <laughs> working for the weekend. <laughs> you know, you're getting old when you're just like, I'm not hip with these kids today. You know, there's a, we're not him. We don't know what's going yeah. on. Uh, but it's, yeah, yeah there, there's yeah. a lot of, uh, but the name. I'd like to think of it this way, Len. I like to think of it, it's the quality of music. Yes. You know? it, we grew up in an era where that music was just, just amazing. You know, we were very lucky to grow up in that era. And the pop music of today, well, you know, some of it is, you know, but most of it is just trash. Oh, Don't you agree? I, I totally, I, you know, it's funny because I was talking to my, my son about this, you know, the 80s or, you know, 70s, 80s. Well, you could, I like to, when I do my parties, I like to do the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and today, kind of the, you know, WLN radio. That's how I do it. Yeah, but, that's great. Right. But you look at it and I tell my son, I said, you know, really after Nirvana, I, I just don't yeah. know if there's anything that's been good since then. Um, you know, in term, to, yeah. So, yeah. and then yeah, my son says, really. no, in 2000, there was some. And I'm like, well, he grew up in that time. And I guess there was some yeah. decent, stuff and even even better rap i mean eminem and came out early that time so maybe that was okay but i don't know i'm just the music it's funny because when you when you live it and you listen to the 80s music you know you like it obviously but you don't realize how great it was until you have to listen to the crap today <laughs> absolutely that's why and you know the covid this year it had been i'll bet you 30 some years since i had a turntable lynn <laughs> And, and, and a great stereo system because I had been listening to streams and stuff yeah. like everybody does. And I thought, you know, I want a nice stereo system and I want a turntable again. And uh, that's what we did. We went out and bought one and um, I've been getting into the vinyl again. The tragic part of that story is, you know, being a DJ and working in, uh, you know, radio for most of my career, I had one heck of a collection of, uh, uh, of records. I had probably 5,000 albums. Wow. And we made the move to Nashville. We downsized, and I got rid of every one of them, which was just so tragic. So now I've been trying to replace them, you know, and buy new records. When you put that record on that turntable, man, I'm telling you, there is nothing like the sound of vinyl in the way music used to be, you know? we Nothing like No, I agree you know? with you. And, and we're more of a hoarder than you are, Dave. We kept our well, albums. I don't have 5,000, but we probably have close to 1,000 um, wow. albums. And it was funny about it. We do have a turntable. Uh, we have a we have a newer turntable that comes like an old looks like the old classic radio, and it's got the oh, turntable nice. built in. You could do the forty fives or the thirty oh, threes, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, uh, it was about two years ago or so. Uh, one of my neighbors was selling. It was doing a yard sale, and I went over uh -huh. to the yard sale, and they had some old albums. And I picked up an old Dean Martin album and I listened to oh, it sitting wow. there. I mean, think about grabbing like a drink, you know, a Bloody Mary or whatever. Listen yeah. to a Dean Martin album. But listening to the crackling of the album that you just cannot. Right. These kids don't understand that, Dave. They, they don't yeah. understand what that is. The music is so artificial and so compressed. You know, you had um, better frequency response. And I just I, I'm just loving. And do you know what? Today, it's really funny. The last few years. Vinyl has is outsell CDs. Yeah, people buy more vinyl than than CDs today. Uh, so that's cool. That's good. What what so. I do um, is I have uh, I go to a lot of 
concerts. I have a friend who will will bring um, people in from St. Louis. He he mm. has a, he has a beautiful house in Rabbit Hash, and he has uh, oh. about fifty people come to a house concert. Now this is before and that's COVID. About- Really, the population of Rabbit Hash, right? Fifty people. <laughs> yeah, well, pretty much. Yeah. Actually, if you go down to Rabbit Hash General Store, uh, there's a mm-hmm. lot of people that come there on a on a Saturday and in a normal in normal sense. Yeah. But we would he would always have a house concert, and and a lot of the musicians. I'm actually going to have one of them on. Um, Dave Black, cool. a great guitar player, is going to be on in wow. a couple of weeks on on my podcast. But wow. we we uh, what I do is every time I go to these concerts, I buy the CDs from from the, the the artist you know and nice. i always i keep i keep the cds but what i do is I, I keep one computer in the house that has a cd burner and what okay. i do is i upload that cd burner into itunes um, nice. and then what i'll do is it goes into my cloud i have a, what is called itunes match and for like 25 bucks a year you can match what it'll do is it loads it into the cloud and if it has already a song it'll just match it and you don't have to worry but if it doesn't it just takes the cd and and uploads it and what's nice is that if i have an outdoor party i can actually play music from a particular artist that might not anybody know so if i've got a dave you know lenahan cd i can Mm -hmm. uh i could put that on Mm -hmm. so if you've got a cd we can i can load it into the cloud and all of a sudden i'm playing it on every device in my house how do you like that when I get my CD completed, I will send you a copy. I oh, swear. I love it. And I will pay for it. I don't want, yeah. no, this is nothing, nothing free. I don't want it free. So, <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, it's fun doing this, Dave. And, and, you know, you and I can go on and on and uh, do oh, this. I, I, I love it that you're, uh, you're doing your dream and doing music because, uh, like I told you, I think music is one of those things where you can always remember a song which brings you back to a certain mm-hmm. time period in your life. Uh, and, oh, yeah. and it, 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 especially now music is so important to, uh, to keep doing. So just keep it, doing, be, keep being you. Cause this, this is fun. We haven't talked in a long time and I, I yeah. appreciate you doing this and uh, you can like lens burning bush on Facebook. I don't know if you've done that yet, but at lens burning bush, you can follow at lens burning bush on Twitter. I try to keep up with all the kids things. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I do, uh, Instagram, uh, I do all that stuff, but, uh, you can listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, uh, iHeartRadio. You can tune in and ask Alexa. So you could just ask Alexa on your device, play Lens Burning Bush, and he'll, yeah. he'll play the latest episode, and that'll be yours today. So make sure you nice. uh, you do that. We've got uh, about 29 states have listened, the District of Columbia. We've had every week uh, somebody in the U.K., so uh, cheers and Happy New Year to, to them and uh, maybe some fish and chips, right? We can have um, <laughs> in, in the UK, Ireland, Germany, Switzerland, Norway, France, Mexico, Japan, Alberta, Canada. But a uh, lot of people listening. I can't believe it. I, you know, we're, that's <laughs> we, fantastic. Well, I love it. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll keep doing it until they tell me not to. Actually, to be honest with you, I'm going to do it because I want to do it. I really don't care. <laughs> I'm going to still continue to continue to do it. But uh, thanks. Uh, mm. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks to Dave Lanahan because, you know, you are a good yep. person. And we'll, we'll actually. Um, Link your stuff uh, on there on, on my page uh, so you can listen to Dave's stuff. I'm Len Harvey. We'll be back with another episode of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.